0: Hello and welcome to the next installment of MediaTel Conversations, a podcast brought to you by MediaTel. Our aim is to bring you the biggest names in the media industry to discuss the most important news topics of the day, as well as allow them to tell their story. This week, the director of MediaTel events, Justin Lebon, sits down with Meredith Warrilow, the global director of business marketing, measurement and insights at Activision Blizzard, to discuss the behaviours and habits of the gaming audience. Which is more diverse than you realize. Hello, and welcome to this fireside chat with Meredith Worrellow, who is the Global Director, Marketing and Insights for Activision Blizzard. According to a new report published by Activision Blizzard Media, women play an awful lot of video games. And this is something that is misunderstood from buyers in the industry. Now, what's interesting and worth revealing to the audience is that I'm particularly excited to do this interview as I'm a keen gamer myself. I clock up a fair few hours of gaming each week and I'm obsessed with Activision's latest release, Call of Duty and Warzone. So Meredith, let's start off explaining um, a little about this report, which publicizes that the gamer stereotype is wrong, followed up by the claim that most mums are gamers.
1: Yes, thank you, Justin. So our research objective was to really better understand gamer moms, including their attitudes and behaviors while exploring opportunities for brands to engage with them. So as you mentioned, you know there is a perception out there that gaming is dominated by young males, but the reality is that women account for a significant portion of the gaming audience, specifically moms. It's really important. We feel that people really understand and can hear from moms um, about how much and how often they are playing games. So we went out um, into market to do an online quantitative research study of over 7000 women between the ages of 25 and 54 who have at least one child at home. Right. Moms. Um, and we did it in four markets. So the research was performed in the U.S., UK, Germany and France.
0: What were the key sort of findings of this report and maybe things that perhaps surprised you?
1: So there were four key insights that came out of this report that one, most moms are gamers. Gamer moms like to be entertained, like everyone else who's engaging with gaming. Um, Gaming delivers, you know, value and positivity to these moms and they're prime for brands. So when we say most moms are gamers, we are talking about over 70% of moms surveyed saying that they play games. That's huge. So what does that look like? What does that mean? That's over 90% of them playing mobile games at least weekly, nearly three quarters playing daily. And what might be surprising to some people is that, you know, over 50% play across multiple platforms. So, you know, specifically in the EU3, that's really surprising for a lot of people, but was very exciting for us to see.
0: Yeah, and, and actually on that, I think you've shown a little artistic license with the word gamer, because that term certainly to me sort of implies people with headsets, PCs, and consoles playing, spending hours playing first-person shooters or strategy games with mates. But in your definition, you've included mobile games Uh, which could be words with scrabble or candy crush or stuff like that is that correct
1: yeah and i think you know you're very right like i think that's exactly the point is that this is a misconception right so gameplay is for everyone it is the thing that people are doing in great numbers that are not just specific hardcore gaming audiences. Um, What's interesting even more so is that, you know, when we did do this research, we wanted to ask about gamer identity. And we found that 48% of moms who play games don't self-identify as a gamer. So again, it's about bringing awareness to the fact that there's just a huge audience that just isn't saying out loud, isn't projecting that they're a gamer, but is actually doing all of the same behaviors as gamers.
0: So do you find when you approach buyers that they don't fully understand the sort of diversity of the gaming audience?
1: yeah and I think that's exactly what this research was meant to do right so our job as you know a publisher is to make sure that people understand who are playing our games and who our fans are so you know when we think about who's out there engaging with gamers there are some brands that really get it and they have an understanding of the fact that this is a mass appealing audience like that this has mass commercial appeal to lots of different audiences but there are other brands out there that that don't understand and or haven't really realized that moms are available to them through gaming entertainment and it's a huge opportunity for people to you know you know, engage with a different touch point, different connection point for, for moms.
0: So I did read on your bio, your ex-agency. Did you have this opinion when you were in ag- agency land about gamers?
1: I am ex-agency. I would say that, I think for me, like I probably up until probably the last five years, probably never thought about my gaming behavior as a gamer, right? Like I've, like, I've played games since I was seven years old, but I would never say like, wow, she's a gamer. But as I think about what I do and how I spend my time, I am a gamer. I spend hours and hours playing and engaging with high quality games on my mobile, on my Xbox. And yeah, I would say that I have always loved gaming, but I didn't really understand the power of gaming until recently.
0: Are you a Warzone player? Are you playing some of these sort of hardcore uh, first person shootings games?
1: So I am not a Warzone player, but I am a watcher. (laughs) So I have uh, definitely enjoyed watching others play Warzone. I, I really do enjoy the, beautiful chaos that it is.
0: Oh, you're a voyeur, right, I get that. So from a sort of client and branding perspective and and sort of delivery, do you know where sort of clients are diverting spend from typically when they invest in video games? Because it's quite a new area, isn't it?
1: You know, that's a really great question. I think it all goes down to how agency buyers are channel planning, right, and how they're kind of putting digital media into their their channel plans. So when it comes to where it's coming from, I think it's definitely right now currently existing within digital budgets, right, mobile budgets. But as we think about the fact that video gaming is is premium high quality video, like when we start to think about holistic video investment strategies, there's a 360 opportunity for dollars to flow through any kind of premium video medium. So I think it's it's different for every organization, every buyer and every client out there but it is definitely a high quality video, you know, opportunity.
0: So one area that really interests me is actually like how to deliver a, a sort of valuable advertising proposition to gamers because they are hugely loyal and passionate they spend a lot of time and money and investment in these games to level up and progress. You know, these, these dedicated users are, are classed as hardcore. So how, how you balance the sort of passion of these gamers with the sort of needs and wants of brands is, is, a, is obviously a very tricky process. Can you, can you, can you talk me through this? Because if, if you get this wrong, it can be devastating for both the games company and the brand you know i've been on reddit i've seen these discussions people go nuts over some of these things so how do you juggle that sort of balance
1: yeah so i think you know it's not just gamers right Uh, people want to have meaningful connections like in all the experiences that they have like this is an interactive form of entertainment like people want to feel a value exchange they want you know they're very marketing savvy they're very aware so i would say it's about Making sure that the connection that you're building and the information and the creative that you're bringing forth is additive to the experience. You know, at Activision Blizzard Media, we are making ad products that are fan forward and fan first to make sure that we're not alienating consumers. Right. So, when we started with you know mobile video products. They're opt-in, they're rewarded, they are giving people something for their time, right? When we think about esports, you know, we know that esports fans um, feel their passions are legitimized when they see advertisers there, right? High quality advertisers. So there's a reason that, you know, we modeled our after sports. So it's about learning from what others have done right and kind of making sure that you're building products that are not going to be disruptive to the fan experience right and are going to be additive it's working with your studio teams to make sure that the creative is all aligned and makes it doesn't feel jarring right so it's all about just kind of organic and endemic content and making sure that it's not speaking their language and remember like this is not just team boys right this is moms this is women this is parents right so there is opportunity to kind of have broad reaching messaging in here too it doesn't always have to be super, super customer bespoke, right? There are tons of opportunities to to use uh, video gaming as a reach medium.
0: So do you know how receptive gamers are to advertising? Have you ever done any research around that?
1: Yeah, so we do a ton of research with our players and understanding what they like and what they value. I can definitely say our, you know, our fun and friendly titles within the King portfolio and the opt-in rewarded video has has been very successful for us. And, um, you know, our players actually like the reward. It, It provides them some value. So we definitely have that as part of our research roadmap. We're always continuing to do player sentiment and understanding as we launch new ad products and games. So it's definitely something that's very important to us at Activision Blizzard Media.
0: So you mentioned this before about the sort of that that passion, which is hugely valuable to the advertising industry because people are so engrossed in these games. But it also comes that passion comes with the price. You know, if you get it wrong, you can get a backlash. And these games are expensive and people invest a lot of time into them, as we said, and and gamers can be fickle. Have you got examples of how these sort of brand integrations within that environment has worked? And uh, maybe you've got an example where it hasn't worked
1: mobile has been the great equalizer when it comes to access and opportunity so you know when you speak about the fact that we've got games that are know people have to spend you know hard-earned dollars on there's also opportunities for free to play right so i think when it comes to the ad experience it's again making sure that it's additive and providing value you know in q1 2020 activision blizzard you know announced that we have over you know 400 million monthly active users that's a lot of passionate players across a lot of different devices people want to engage in different ways and they're looking for different things when they're coming to different games or different platforms so i would say just Continuing to make sure that we are fan first in all of our ad formats is what works, right? Like we have been successful in doing things that don't alienate our players, right? Like when we work on our, you know, integrated sponsorships, we are working with our studio teams to make sure that the experience is high quality and super fun and engaging for um, for our players as well as meaningful and providing, you know, meaningful brand impact and, and downstream impact for advertisers. You know, we have in-stream media opportunities that are high quality premium video in esports, right? That is about making sure that those ad experiences feel organic to the way that a stream, um, you know, the stream that you're watching. So again, I think it's just about making sure that the the ad format fits the the game experience or the viewer experience.
0: You mentioned this quite a bit, mobile gaming, things like esports. What are the sort of key differences between those two platforms?
1: Well, one to your point is oh, earlier when we talked about me being a voyeur. One is a, a viewing experience, right, and where you're getting to see the best of the best compete, and you're building a you're a part of a community that's very engaged. Um, and then on mobile, you know, you can be a part of a community, but you also have that opportunity for a one-on-one individualistic experience, right? We know that gaming gives people stress relief. It, gives them relaxation, it gives them escapism, but it also gives them connection. So when we think about esports, right, it's really about that community, that connection, that, that shared viewership, um, that love of sports, that kind of fandom. And then when we think about mobile opportunities, it is still about community, right? There are people that you are sharing your play with but it's really about finding that individual moment for yourself, that stress relief, that relaxation, that escapism. So I would say right now, those are probably two of the biggest differences between the
0: two platforms. Gaming and advertising around video games is fairly nascent and it's certainly a growing area when you combine mobile with esports and console gaming. Where do you think this is all heading? What's the sort of future of sort of marketing around that type of content?
1: Uh, My wishful thinking or, uh, so I would say, you know, where we are right now, people are aware of gaming. People are aware of the fact that entertainment is high value. We are in a world where entertainment matters more than ever. So I think that advertisers and clients out there are starting to open their eyes to the opportunities here with gaming. So I expect to see continue. I expect to see a continuous, of gamers like and that number continue to grow. I also expect to see new clients onboarding to gaming to reach audiences that they never thought they could reach because they know that they're there now. And then I actually expect to see people talking about their gameplay more, right? It becoming this less of a, a stigma, right? Based on a stereotype and more of a, an experience you talk about water cooler content, right? Like there's a reason we talk about movies and TV and music with our friends. Like that is happening with gaming. It's just happening on a smaller scale. So I fully expect to see gaming conversations to be way more part of mainstream culture.
0: So the, the stigma will die away and brands and game company alike will be able to monetize the attention that these games are driving. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's a good way to cap it off. Meredith, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it and really enjoyed this chat. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe for all future episodes as we deliver more... MediaTel Conversations.